Hey, Tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. Most people don't even know, like, you know, because everyone's got the highlight reel on social media, right? Like everyone assumes that we're all just living our best life. But Mm -hmm. if you could take a moment to be really honest with the stuff that you struggle with, you'll often realize that you're not alone and that there's millions of other women and people who mm. are struggling with, with the same sort of things you're struggling with. And mm-hmm. that really helps to create that sense of empathy and stepping into the shoes of your ideal guest. Um, because oftentimes you created your experience because of the challenges that you were facing in, in your own life. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes your experience so desirable and valuable to the people that are, are looking at your tour. All right. Well, here we are. I'm so excited today to be on Tourpreneur Podcast and talking to some incredible women in travel. My name is Christy Hunter, and I am here with Sandra Weinacht and Samantha Hardcastle. And we're going to be talking about some really interesting topics about women in travel. I'm so excited. Thanks for being here, ladies. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're excited (laughs) to talk about this. So Sandra, tell us a little bit about yourself, about your... um, journey in the travel industry and what your experiences or tour operations are. Tell us all about yourself. Yeah. So I'm Sandra Weinacht, originally from Germany. I've been in the tourism industry now, the happy industry of tourism, or usually very happy industry of tourism, as I like to call it, Um, since the year 2000. I used to be a journalist and then got headhunted to help with American tour groups during passion play. So it was a little bit like the Virgin Mary coming to the child. I didn't really have a tourism background, but I always traveled. I love traveling. Now, I was not really a fan of group travel, honestly, initially, but um, fast forward um, 2007, we actually launched our own tour company because after working for several others in different roles, product development, also marketing, putting tours together, um, I, I see the power of group travel, but it should be more of an individual, a unique experience. There's no one size fits all. And I think that brings us to the topic of women travelers. We're not all shoppers. We're not all, oh, I want to go to this spa. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, women travelers, there's, there's such a great community when you bring women from different backgrounds or the same background together and you build that community and you travel. So for me, yeah, our, our hashtag is travel better together. And um, I'm happy to be a part of this. Our company is called Inside Europe. And yeah, like I said, we've been around for 15 years now and very excited to be part of Tourpreneur. That's amazing. Well, thank you, Sandra. And what about you, Samantha? Where are you based at? Tell us about your journey into the travel world. Oh, my journey. Okay, so um, Samantha Hardcastle. 
I'm the founder of The Storied Experience and Amore Social. Uh, so I actually don't operate a tour. I help a lot of tour operators and I've worked with pretty much every sector of the tourism industry. So uh, I, about four or five years ago, I really started getting into more of the product experience design side of, of tourism. So that really required me to learn as much as I could about travelers. And it required me to put myself in the shoes of the traveler. So that's kind of why I'm here today is to share the knowledge that I've learned about what travelers are really wanting, especially women. You know, I think as a woman, it's easy for me to relate to the things that women are going through while they're traveling. And I think oftentimes that can be really hard for men to understand. So I'm hoping, you know, we can help everyone in this industry understand women a bit deeper and understand their desires, but also how to speak to them in marketing. Because I think oftentimes we approach marketing from a very logical aspect mm -hmm. uh, or position, and we could really be doing a lot more to speak to the emotional needs yeah. and desires of women while they're traveling, but also like in the marketing stages as well. So um, that's what I'm really excited to talk about today. And, and, and hopefully we can continue to build a really safe and empowering journey for women as mm -hmm. women become more and more of the dominant traveler in in the world because that that's really the direction that it's heading so i definitely want to get back to that to marketing strategies because i think that's so interesting and and you are um such a great resource for that so um i'm christy hunter i am the founder and a CEO of Photo Walk Your Travel. And my journey into the, the tourism industry has, has been a little bit of a just surprising, kind of found myself in it, was, was unexpected. Um, as a photographer over the last 10 years, I, I've worked in you know a lot of different in, in little parts of the photography industry, but then I realized that that Nashville, Tennessee, which is where I'm from, became a leisure destination all of a sudden. And these murals that were popping up, people started coming in just to have their pictures taken. And then with Instagram um, and Pinterest really promoting those photos, it became a phenomenon and everybody wanted their pictures taken at these spots. And so I saw a need for that and saw that there were no professional tours or photographers that were really taking guests to these places. And so I came up with the idea of a photo walk experience, which is a combination of a photo shoot and a walking tour in one. And it's been so much fun over the last five years. Started off just on Airbnb experiences as the first kind of launch point for it. And then um, began the journey into growing it as a legitimate business over the last five years. And it's been a lot of fun, have multiple experiences underneath that. So, and then we have just moved into another city, um, Scottsdale, Arizona. And so we are learning. Um, I have a female business partner as well. So we are a female owned business. And I would say the majority of our guests and our clientele is is a female demographic as well. So I think we're all, all three of us are in that space and we really understand and have been in contact with a lot of female travelers over the, the past few years. And I think y'all would agree with me that it really has changed. But maybe over the last 10 years, we've seen a huge shift in women traveling in groups, women traveling by themselves, the solo traveler. I know for me, I was so surprised when I first started doing photo walk 
that I had all of these fem female solo travelers showing up that wanted pictures. And it made sense because at least from my experience, I'm offering something that you can't really do by yourself. It's very hard to take Instagram photos by yourself at these places. And so I really was intrigued by that demographic and by that woman who says, you know what, I'm just going to go on a trip by myself. Like I'm going to buy a plane ticket. I'm going to have my own accommodations. I'm going to book my own experiences and see what happens in this city. So maybe let's dive into her. Like, who is this woman? What ages are you seeing that this happening in? And um, tell me, let's get into the mind of that female solo traveler. So Sandra, what are your thoughts there? Well, so solo travelers is not 100% my experience in the sense that we work with um, affinity groups. So it's usually people that already know each other or at least have something really, really big in common. Um, and like you, our niches that we personalize within. So just because you travel with a group doesn't mean everybody has to do the same thing. Remember that TV show, oh, it's Tuesday, must be Belgium. Um, and that's brought me into, you know, creating Inside Europe together with my husband at the time that I'm like, well, you know, there's all these wonderful people and they come on these tours. And you're right, it was mainly women. And it was, you know, the classic tour where you just buy into this 10-day trip of Europe. And um, there's these amazing educated 10 years, 10, 15 years ago, mostly like already retired women or the kids are out of the house. That has changed, thankfully. Um, and, you know, they're on these tours put together by companies that just run the same trip over and over and over again. And soon you find out, oh, well, we're going to do a brewery visit. And five ladies love it and the rest couldn't care less. Then we go to the museum, same again. And so I think, you know, we've, we've learned as women to maybe find our voices a little bit more and speak up. Um, but I think from the industry perspective, and that's something for, you know, for me coming from Europe, um, where I don't want to say we react faster to trends, but it is bottom line it is the case um, and you know europeans travel a whole lot more and it's easier to hop from country to country so offers have to continuously change in order to be attractive um but then you know i go to these big conferences and i looked at the big, large tour companies and they're like oh yeah well maybe we change a city but it might take us two years and now you got to be flexible you got to be in there for your clients and even within a city just because you go to rome doesn't mean there's just the Colosseum and the vatican there's so much more yeah so i think the solo traveler may not be the person that i can speak the most for because once i get them they're already part of something a little bit bigger but then we still look at her individually and find out who she is and i think that's something companies need to do more so and the technology allows us to do that i mean we have an app for example when you know christy you tell me you know what sandra i'm a gluten-free vegan and i love skateboarding i'm like okay challenge but challenge accepted you know we, right. we will do that we'll find an experience for you within right. the bigger context of still traveling together because traveling together is great it you know helps you save money it gives you additional safety but you are you and you can do you with the right tour company Right. That individuality that we're really finding is, is important to travelers now. It's not this one size fits all these standard bus tours where drop you off and just, you know, let you see the sites, whatever. It really is getting into um, honing in on that specific individual. So, Samantha, what are your thoughts as far as, you know, the type of woman that's traveling? Is it confined to any um, age bracket or demographic? Like what what are you thinking? 
yeah, I don't think it's more of, I don't think it's a demographic thing. I mean, I'm sure there are statistics out there that point towards maybe a younger generation, um, but we are seeing women of all ages traveling solo. And I, I think they tend to fall into two like general buckets. Like the woman who really does need to just disconnect and be alone. And that's why she's doing it. And mm -hmm. then you've got more of the woman who is alone, but not by choice. And they're traveling because they want to find their people. And mm -hmm. so I think that first you have to figure out which of those women really is mm -hmm. the solo woman that you're looking to go after and, and really looking at it more from a psychographic uh, profile. Mm -hmm. And from there, I mean, then there are so many other aspects that you have to consider, like their personal preferences. And, you know, I think I was reading a lot of stories about why women travel solo because, you know, there's a lot of different reasons why women do it. And a lot of the times it's kind of at a, like a necessity, like the first time they do it, they don't do it by choice. They do it because they need an adventure and they don't have anyone to go with. And, and we're seeing a lot of statistics these days about how people don't have a lot of friends and they're using travel as a means to, to connect with people who share their passions. Like one of my favorite uh women group travel is the thread caravan and it's uniting a bunch of women who share a very similar passion for craft and when you see the way that this tour is structured and you you can see that these are all women who are really gifted and creative or want to be creative and they just don't have anyone maybe in their circle at home that they can go with to partake in something like that but it's right. really calling to them. So, you know, if they have the courage to go it alone, because it's something that they re it's uh, something that they really desire to do, they're going to do it. And I think that really speaks to the nece necessity for there to be some sort of uh, uniqueness and novelty, as Sandra was saying, like that is pulling them to to do that that they couldn't really do it at home, mm -hmm. and that's what is driving them. Mm-hmm. And regardless too of their relationship status, I think there there are women who are in, you know, relationships or who are not. And that like you were saying right there, it, if it becomes a reason for like self-discovery, no matter what position you're in in your life or what status you have, I think that we're realizing that going on a trip alone actually is a sort of a rite of passage for yourself, like that self-discovery, self-awareness, and just coming back from it with this feeling of, I did that by myself, you know, like that was something I was able to do. And I made friends and I met people that maybe I wouldn't have met if I was with a group. Because you're just open, you're coming into it without any other distractions. Is that a key element, you think? Absolutely. I 100% agree. Yeah, I think the self-discovery aspect is, I mean, we know that it's such a huge part of travel. And how can you discover who you really are with all your old baggage, you know, all these things that you bring from home with you? Mm -hmm. And you become a different person when yeah. you're on your travels, right? Like, if you're, if you're bringing along the same people that you know, then you're going to stay that who you are when you're with them. You know, I forget the saying, but it's something along the lines of, you are who you, the, you're like the five people that you surround yourself with. Right. And that applies absolutely for travel. So 
it really is an opportunity to say like, I'm not gonna let the people who are usually around me shape who I am on this trip. I'm going to cut myself off from them so that I can see who I am without them. Mm -hmm. And I know for it, depending on your personality, for me, I'm very much a people person. I mean, that's why I'm in the travel industries because I love being around people. And I feel like I'm the type of person that um, other people fuel me up. They don't take from me. I, I get, you know, energy and life from being uh, around other people. So I have a, I always fought a little bit of that fear of being alone. And why would I, I, I guess before I thought like, why would I go on a trip by myself? What's the point? And then I did it and realized that this is really healing. It's very therapeutic. It's, it's enjoyable. It's a, you know, it gives you that sense of, like I said, a, a accomplishment and adventure that, um, and I think you're just open emotionally, spiritually, to whatever is coming at you. Have, do you guys travel uh, solo? Have you done trips? Tell me about your experiences. Also, I travel pretty much six months out of the year, and the majority of that is indeed solo to research, to meet, to to work on those trends. And um, I like it. Uh, eventually, it gets old. You know, six months is is rather a lot, and. Um, especially you know coming out of the pandemic and also traveling during the pandemic when there are often i was truly alone i was alone on planes i was alone on trains um i was you know i had the benefit of having a german passport that allowed me to travel while most americans still couldn't go and i you know i a i love what i do and i i, I would say i live and love travel but i also had family matters to attend to so mm -hmm. just going back and forth um is special but i think you know being on your own forces you also to to really look at yourself and hey maybe you know how can i make a connection how can i make a difference so when i travel alone as we try with the groups but it's harder that way i look for places that i can support that are also small businesses um that are women owned um women chefs um and it's not an exclusive thing i'm you know i was raised by my dad and i love guys but it's just something I think that motivates women travelers, especially the solo travelers, to find that connection. And we're seeing that, you know, as we're putting new groups together for 2023, um, we're focusing on that aspect of how individual women can support other individual women in the places that they're going and form these bonds and also give back and not just monetary giving back, but like exchanging ideas. Today, as I checked into the hotel here in Porto, the manager asked me for some feedback and she said, please be brutally honest. And, and, you know, it was little stuff like, Hey, maybe in the spa, put a little cloth in front of the shower. Um, a mat. Yeah. So that when people step out and she's like, you know, we didn't think about that. And so it's those little things. And I think it's really the little things that make such a big difference in all of our lives and mm -hmm. through travel you have a chance to to really make a difference for yourself, for others, for the community. Right. You know, I traveled to uh, to Mexico pretty often. And just like you were saying, connecting with other women, um, business owners or women in travel, um, I looked on Airbnb experiences to see what what I could do when I was down there and ended up doing a cenote underwater photo shoot with this amazing woman who is, she just moved from, she's been all around the world and ended up living in the Tulum area. And I did that experience and it was so empowering. It was so like cleansing and healing in every way. I mean, the water's freezing cold for one, 
but then to challenge yourself to dive underwater and pose and be aware of your body and, you know, make, make an incredible picture while she's shooting you. It was incredible. And just the bond that happened between the two of us, the way she was coaching me, I felt like this is something that I, it was unforgettable, is an unforgettable experience. And so for me as a tour operator too, I want to connect and I want those other, those women that are coming from other cities, maybe they are in Nashville on business, or maybe they just had a breakup or a divorce. I want them to come to me to find me and let's do a photo shoot and me give that back to them where they have an unforgettable hour where they're connecting with another strong woman in another city. And a lot of times I've stayed in touch with these women too. So Sandra, Samantha, have, have you had any of those kind of experiences? I have, but not in the same way. You know, I, I travel alone, but not necessarily um, partaking in the group tours. And like, so my travel alone has mostly just been for business and those types of travels. So I, I think for me, like I've never felt called to do something that was, um, like I said, the one that I'm I'm dying to go to is is the Thread Caravan. So like now that I've found something that I absolutely know I want to do, I'll do it. But there was never anything that resonated with me before that moment. So I feel like it's so much of like this resistance because you needed to find your right people, right? And I think that's a, a lot of times why women are hesitant to to do any type of solo travel and or you know group travel with other people that they don't know and you know one of my biggest fears and i think it's a fear that we need to make sure we're addressing in all of the marketing material and all the copy is like what if you know i don't fit in like what if i'm what if i go somewhere and i'm stuck in a group with people who i don't mesh with mm -hmm. and i think one of the biggest jobs that we have as tour creators is to make sure that we're building a a container for people who share a very similar vision and value system and mm -hmm. when you do that you're you're telling these people you know this is this is really a place that you can feel like you can be yourself and mm -hmm. i think that's a really missing piece of so many group travels that you know i've seen in the past and i think as we as as travel evolves and becomes more of what it's becoming i think we're gonna see like okay i found my people because this tour leader wasn't afraid to put something out there that was true to themselves mm. so i think that's a missing piece you know when when you're when you create something generic when you create a tour that is um you know from a place of you know i just need to make some money like Right. The person on the receiving end can feel that and, and, you know, it doesn't feel like the right fit. So I think it all comes down to fit, right? And yeah. that will be a huge aspect for women who, who can feel that, like, you know, we're intuitive, we're, the feminine energy is very intuitive. And mm -hmm. I think that when we, when we find something that we know we're going to love, we have no problem booking it. But I think Right. Up until we find that, it's really hard to commit to something like traveling halfway across the world to be with strangers, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, oh, absolutely. And, you know, for me, that what you just said, Samantha, resonates so very much. Um, from the moment I started working in the tourism industry here in the U.S., well, not here, I'm in Portugal right now, but, you know, for the American market um, or Canadians, love my Canadians, mm -hmm. um, I've, you know, 
I've been one of the very few women at the time who led a company and I lead the company together with my husband. But long story short, I, I'm I'm the front face and, you know, I, I, I'm out there the most. Um, we have different areas of expertise. But then I would go to these big industry events and meet the CEOs, the GMs, the you name it, whatever, of all the other large companies. Um, and it was always like, oh, look at Sandra. She cares too much. Oh, look at her. Oh, she's got, she does this, she does that. Well, how, why do you even bother? You know, you would make so much more money if you didn't do all this. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, what? whatever. Like, I, I don't ever to care too much. How dare you tell me I care too much? Um, this is people's hard-earned money. This is maybe their once in a lifetime that they go to Italy or to France. And you know what? If that let's say grandma cares to find that wool so she can make a sweater for the grandkids that then everybody will treasure for the next generation. I will go with grandma and find a store where she can buy that yarn. Mm. And and I think that's the, what when you said, you know, the tour guides, we don't hire professional tour guides most of the time. We hire, we hire or we have a team of passionate travelers that actually love to share their destinations, their stories, and make it a unique experience for the people that they're taking care of. Um, eventually, they all become licensed and certified, yes. But it's not like when I started, it's like, oh, carpet factory. Oh, let's buy this. Let's sell that. It, and everybody has to do the same thing. Yeah, sorry, I'm talking too much. No, no I think that, that's so interesting. And, and you know, for, for my experiences as well and what I'm seeing in Nashville, I like, too, what, what you were saying, Samantha, about um, really offering our guests and and really think using that feminine energy to speak that language and to tell the stories. And so I know I struggle with that because I do have so many different types of experiences that I really want to speak in a marketing voice to each one of them. But that's so hard as a bit. I mean, I know that's just business in general. I mean, whether you're managing a, or, you know, running a, a clothing company or whatever, of course you want to find that to your, your ideal client, but you know how do we do that as as females in the in the tourism space to really show that that care like Sandra was saying like like yeah that we actually do care about you um not just in the actual experience when you get to us and you're face to face or you're with our teams i think that that is that's obvious that we're showing how much we care in that moment but to get them to us how what is that voice how do we tell that through social media, through our websites? I would say it comes down to a few really key things. Um, The first one is empathy, always. You cannot be in business without a, a really solid sense of empathy. Like if you... You think you know what people are going through on a day-to-day basis, but you really have no idea. Right. Like I, I, I say this all the time, like, you know, I, I was talking to one, one person and she was like, oh yeah, you know, my people, they don't really go through a lot during their day. Like they, they just, you know, they work and they have, you know, the normal struggles. And I'm like, no, no, I want you to dive a lot deeper than yeah. that. We need to go real deep because the second you really realize what women go through on a daily basis, that's when you can actually speak to them and empathize with them. And, and here's the thing about people, like, they just want to be seen and validated. Mm. And that's what marketing is, is we see you, you know, and how do you do that using the right language? And right language, again, goes back to empathy. So I know that's like, that can be really hard for people. 
um, it, it does start with knowing yourself and, and saying like, okay, well, what are the things I struggle with that most people don't even know? Like, you know, cause everyone's got the highlight reel on social media, right? Like everyone assumes that we're all just living our best life. But mm -hmm. if you could take a moment to be really honest with your, the stuff that you struggle with, you'll often realize that you're not alone and that mm -hmm. there's millions of other women and people who mm -hmm. are struggling with, with the same sort of things you're struggling with. And mm -hmm. that really helps to create that sense of empathy and stepping into the shoes of your ideal guest. Um, because oftentimes you created your experience because of the challenges that you were facing in, in your own life. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes your experience so desirable and valuable to the people that are are looking at your tour because mm -hmm. they could see that it was created with them in mind. They just don't know what it is about it. And it was because you're sharing those same similar struggles. Oh, you're speaking oh. my heart, girl. <laughs> but I, I will never forget the first trip I did organized by somebody else. And, you know, I was just a host. They called it the escort at the time. And I'm like, yeah, great. I'm not an escort. Um, <laughs> I'll take I'll take care of you and you don't know who comes you pick up that group then you check into the hotel and that was you know before the internet before we could look things up like we can now and you're just like holy Moses uh this is a hotel I would never stay in then you go to dinner I'm like oh my god I would never eat this why are we feeding these wonderful let's take you know, we work with student groups for example there's no country where the national dish is chicken and french fries every single day with like a shitty side salad and a canned soup and I mean, and it doesn't cost and much more to give people healthy, good food and right. make it a destination experience. So, yeah, you speaking from my heart, it's yeah. And and same with with photos, too. I would see people getting really bad cell phone pictures or asking a stranger to take them for them. And I knew that I when I travel. I want to have good photos. Like if, why, like, I, of course, experiencing the culture, but yes, I want to show that I was there. I want good pictures. I love fashion. I want to show the dress that I brought all the way and put on, you know, wore in a backpack to get up to a castle. I want to get pictures in that dress. So that's the type of traveler I am. And so for me to create that out of um, what I, I knew I wanted when I travel, I think that's what Sandra was saying. Like when, when we're coming from a place of what we've experienced and then can create something knowing that that meets the need for like-minded people, then they're attracted to us. Then, then you're already attracting, you've created something that, that will um, be attractive to, you know, like-minded folks. And so that's why I think I've had so many cool experiences and made friends with people that have come on my, my experiences because they're, like-minded we're the same type of traveler so it's it's almost like you're you're creating something that brings in people in your life that you want to be in your life exactly and i had a client sorry ahead, no go ahead Samantha. Uh, no i had a client who runs wine luxury very luxury wine tours in france and she was attracting these people who just wanted to stock their cellars with like the best wine you know the thousand dollar bottles yeah. and she she was like no this is not the kind of guest that i want to attract and it was really frustrating her and it was making her resent her business mm. and so she, you know she came to me and we it's just like change the copy who you're speaking to and that immediately changes and because of course she was saying she wanted to attract more you know heart-centered women like who really wanted to who cared about like the local culture and, and everything not about filling their wine cellar and yeah so again like 
shifting the language and putting emphasis on the right things. I think mm. it's so important. And you know, they say, you know, no like and trust. This is this is the trust aspect. The trust aspect is can I trust this person to attract, you know, women like me who share my values? Right. And that can and that absolutely conveyed through marketing. Right. And even conveyed into social media too, because of that voice. I mean, with Instagram and TikTok, even you know, the captions in in Insta, I, I realized from the beginning or at the beginning, I might have been talking a little too salesy, like we're book us now, that kind of thing. And then I started realizing like, I need to talk as if I'm Christy, like that's who people like that. That's what works for me in conversation. So why am I having this other voice on Instagram? So I started just talking like that. And it really makes writing your captions easier. It makes writing your copy easier. So maybe my, a suggestion with what you're saying, Samantha, might be to relook at um, when you're rebranding or just uh, always, you know, editing the copy and the brand voice and really just talk out loud and have conversations with people and write down what you're saying and then put that into your copy. Is that what are some other ideas of ways we can put our brand voice? Yeah, let your clients talk for you. I think that's something that recently just hit me. There's, um, you know, we're also trying, we, so we're in the business of group tours, two dirty words, group and tours. Nobody yeah. wants that. But then again, we do those group tours that you really, really want to go on. And um, so as I was sitting there, like, how can I change this again? I, this one quote popped into my mind where uh, Lynn Cooper, she traveled with us to Spain. It was a, her choir, her daughter was in a choir and 150 people traveled and then she was on the so-called shadow tour where we you know the kids on one side then we had the parents on the other we did the wine tasting it was multi-generational and she mm -hmm. says you know traveling with inside europe is like traveling with the perfect companion that more adventurous friend and i'm like whoa okay here's actually my copy and so right. looking at that so we should look at the people that have traveled with us because there's nothing better than referral and people that have been with you they also understand what it is that makes you different so i think from my market my 10 cents for marketing um is to if you don't have those quotes and you may not even use them as testimonials although you should nothing rather than a good testimonial um look at them and see what people say about you what makes you special what they experience especially if they've been with somebody else um and that's that's so rewarding on all levels, but also great for marketing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, on, on Airbnb, we realized that we had, um, I, I just wasn't taking the time to go back and really look at the reviews. And when I did, we, I did the same thing where I just started writing down some of those key phrases. When people said, this is the best thing we did in Nashville. I'm like, there it is. There's a caption, there's copy, like this is the best thing you're going to do in Nashville. And even just saying it like that, you know, where it's not uh, overly, you know, um, <laughs> English correct, like it's okay to just talk in a regular voice to exactly who you are wanting to come and experience it for themselves. Absolutely. Christy, I think you nailed it when, when you said um, that you were kind of doing marketing robot speak, and then you realized that you needed to speak like Christy. It's about knowing who you are and what your voice is. Like, I, I always recommend creating like a brand dictionary of words that really speak to your personality, your values, everything that makes you different than all the competitors and, and making sure that those words are popping throughout 
all of your marketing material, your website, your your social, everything. Yes. Maybe, and that's probably my women issue, so to speak. I think we don't, um, you know how guys would be like, yay, I'm the best, I'm the strongest, I'm the coolest. Um, well, we're more like about the collective and, you know, hey, I don't want to put anybody else down. Um, so I think that's also part of, as you find your voice to, you know, I know our tours are great, but I normally would not say that. Um, and, and you shouldn't, you know, marketing should be about, showing people not telling and and telling mm. is a very masculine energy if you want to mm. attract the, the women travelers you actually do want to lean into more of that feminine uh collective voice that you're talking about sandra i don't think it's a i don't think it's a bad thing i think women will resonate with that if that's who you're looking to attract and so i would say own it <laughs> and that's you know that's the difference and between creating that balance in masculine and feminine energy, because we always want balance. We never want to be leaning too far to one side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, ladies, I mean, our, oh, go ahead, Sandra. No, I was just saying, you know, for me, uh, again, we're not one size fits all and we want to attract everybody, but I think our niche is more the family. It's the collective it's, but then making sure that mom is in the picture because she's normally the one who takes the picture. So right. I think that's where that all comes together. So yeah, thank you, Samantha. And both Christy, you've given me some wonderful ideas as well. And um, what a wonderful same. conversation. Yeah, same. I was just going to say, like, I feel very inspired and um, ready to make some changes through this conversation. So both of you ladies are just incredible. And I love that the women in travel community, I mean, just we've never even met each other. <laughs> the three of us is our first conversation before, you know, that that's ever happened. And I feel like I could sit and, you know, we could go on a trip together or we could go have lunch and sit and talk about this stuff all day because we really do understand uh, one another with it and can learn so much from each other. So I love that community that really is a rising tide raises all ships of women in travel that we, and we really do care. We want our guests um, and we want to see other businesses um, realize that it, it is about giving our guests um, quality, meaningful, insightful experiences that are unforgettable. Yeah. Because yeah. travel is amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you, ladies. And I hope everybody has enjoyed this episode of Tourpreneur Podcast. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.